0: Saturday night is episode 242 of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio, he's Ben. Ben, how has your week been?
1: Very good, man. I literally just got done with a workout before I jumped on the air.
0: After Um, after a series of podcasts that we've had to do.
1: (laughs) And this is not our only one in the upcoming days, folks, because not only do we have this one, uh, which... As we're recording, it is Saturday night. You will will probably hear this for the first time either Sunday or Monday. Um, But we also have the AEW Revolution pre-show on Tuesday.
0: Now, Ben, you know what? We did this on Wrestling POV. Did you see the Wrestling Observer um,
1: the Wrestling Newsletter Awards? I... I took a brief look at them. If I told you I remembered them in any sort of specifics, no, because I can't take it seriously. You know, I I know you you have had a long um, a long standing kind of. A uh, fellow Canadian citizen feud with Dave Malzter kind of thing. Fellow so he, Canadian, he ain't no Canadian. we talking about? Well, he's in California. Well, well no, I, I I know, but but what I mean what I mean is like you are aware of him, like going yeah. way back, going Why way back to nineteen ninety nine. So so it's like so I have less familiarity with him. I would say going back maybe you know ten or fifteen years. Um, but it's just this guy uh, you know i i i spoke about this on a, on a recent show folks i'm not sure if it was if it was the most recent one or the show before that but um you know when we used to work for um for a yeah, uh, you know, hey, so it was
0: uh, on the last show yeah uh, you were saying about uh,
1: uh, a wrestling news site it was just like every single report was like according to dave or wrestling uh, new observer newsletter according to so and so according to um I'm, I'm, I'm like and then half of the time we would have to like retract our statements and be like this report was inaccurate and and, and now uh, he says this this and this
0: i have a question i don't know if i if i heard this right or if uh if this was true but did he actually admit that he makes stuff
1: up, like these stories? I I didn't hear that part, but I I do. Um, I have heard him take heat for for doing that. I have heard him be accused of that. I can't I can't speak as to the validity of that because I I legitimately don't know.
0: And so um i don't know if i should read i don't even have the the list in front of me. so you know what we don't even have to waste time with that let's just jump right into the week in wrestling uh we're gonna kick it off to ben with monday night raw ben what do you have
1: all right folks well i ha- i have to tell you raw was probably the most digestible show of the week um so we we got we got right into the right, right into the juicy stuff because right off the bat, Sami Zayn uh, comes out to to another insane Montreal pop, um, similar to the, to the one he got the previous uh, evening. Well, actually, um, uh, Monday they were
0: here in Ottawa, Ontario. But yeah, it was the same uh, pop, same reaction as
1: much oh. Um. Oh yeah, and then, but I mean the reaction was he, yep. I I was nervous that he he was gonna like not cut his promo like similar to the SmackDown before Elimination Chamber, but he actually did. Um, and he wanted to talk to KO. Um, but um. KO was not interested in uh, talking to him. He he kind of stayed consistent with like you know, look, I th- I told you that you know I was done with you and I meant it. If you need help, you know, call your boy Jay, you know, and have him do it. Um, so I I did like that from my continuity perspective, and they're they're not just automatically jumping into the into what, what everybody kind of suspects is gonna happen, which is um which is of course KO and Sammy's running forces to take down the Uso's tag team title uh reign, um which I do think is coming at WrestleMania, but we'll get into that um a little bit later on when we talk about SmackDown. Um so the like I would okay all right so my my bias against Baron Corbin is going to come out, okay? Because I just I don't like this guy as a as a wrestler. I I I don't. I'll be honest. He's he's good. He's not great. Like, but it's, it's just I, I I don't like. There's nothing particularly entertaining um to with him to to me. Um, and when I, when I'm watching. KO and Sammy do their thing I'm very invested in what's going on especially coming off of Elimination Chamber you know KO is talking about how you know he hasn't been seen since the Royal Rumble and how he did it for Sammy's wife and all this other stuff but he did it for himself and then so that's all great, and then we go to a commercial, but of course it's split-screen, and then, you know, what the fuck is Baron Corbin doing attacking Sami Zayn during a split-screen commercial? So, you mean, well,
0: they did the picture-in-picture, picture like, AEW? Yes. Okay, because uh, we don't get that here. They don't do that on our
1: feed. Well, you know, I'm jealous of you. Come <laughs> I you can hang out with me
0: every Monday. We'll watch Raw without picture, picture.
1: Well, you you know, and honestly, I I would love to to meet you in in person one one day, my friend. That that in in all honesty, all joking aside, I think that, that would be fucking awesome. Um, so sign me up for that. Anytime you want to do that. I will get I will get my passport and we will make that happen. Um, but um, but it's just like you know you're so invested in what's going on with the bloodline. It's the hottest story going on in WWE for the, the better part of a fucking year, and here comes Baron Corbin. What the fuck? Yeah, this was a weird match. Just the way we, they we, the way this they
0: put this one together.
1: Um, and then Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin, and why like Bancor has
0: something to do with this storyline whatsoever I don't understand I, like it, it's
1: just it's weird to me and then
0: uh oh
1: okay, okay wait is this
0: your though are you
1: going with low points first
0: well, or is this uh, one high point that leads into a low point
1: I'm uh, well it, it's a I'm ex- I'm explaining the the, yeah, okay. the premise, the major point of the show, and then I'll do oh, okay, the high right. points, low points. Okay. So so this was obviously the selling point of the show was the aftermath of Elimination Chamber and what was coming next with Sammy Zayn and, and company. Then we have to sit through a match with Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin, which was honestly a low point for me. And I have no problem with Sammy, but it's just watching Ben and Corbin. Oh my god! It's just <laughs> yep. to to me that is the epitome of a bathroom break. It, I it's just like why? Um, so then, then my my next uh, my my next low point since we're since we're starting with low points um i have to tell you Mustafa Ali versus Dolph Ziggler in 2 minutes with Mustafa Ali winning what the fuck <laughs> like you know and, and if this was if this was several years ago say 4 or 5 6 years ago i i would care a lot more and i would probably go on a rant but at this point both of these guys are so um, down in, in the dumpster fires of the dregs of Monday Night Raw. It's like, it's, it's hard for me to care. But why put this on on TV if this is what you're going to do? Yeah. I have an issue um, figuring that one out. And then, I cannot believe I'm going to say this, folks, but another low point involves Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman. Oh, yeah. I, ne- I never thought I would say Paul Heyman and Low Point in, in the same sentence. But what the fuck was this segment? What was the point of it? Let me and let me explain why I say that. So let me get this straight. At, at, at the time that this Monday Night Raw was airing, we had five weeks to go until until WrestleMania. And we've yet to get a face-to-face between Reigns and Cody. Yeah. Okay. And we've gotten two very good face-to-faces with Cody and Paul, the first one being the best. Uh, No, we're not taking calls right now. The, see the IWC wants to call in and start an argument and no you're listening to us, we're not listening to you at at this particular point in time. See the, the IWC wants to call in and argue there that Sami that should be main event at night two of WrestleMania. I just said I just took that quick call and said we're not accepting
0: phone calls at this present moment in time.
1: But you know, but my my point being. Right, so we've had two pretty damn good segments between um between uh Rhodes and Heyman. And I have to tell you, this was not a good one. Um because, you know, one, why was why was Heyman all the way backstage um and not even not even out there? Uh and and what did this accomplish to to forward the storyline between Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, because look, I'm like I'm not going to repeat myself too much because I feel like I've made my case as to why Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns should be the main event at WrestleMania over Sami Zayn and Roman, but there's no argument. To me, whatsoever, that Sammy and Cody is the more or I'm sorry, Sammy and Roman is the more interesting story. But Sammy but Roman and Cody is the more WrestleMania-esque match. You know, that looks better and more believable on the WrestleMania marquee. That's the that that's the epitome of my argument, if you want to hear the whole thing. Um, just go back one or one or two podcast uh, episodes and you'll understand what I'm talking about. It's just I don't want want to take up another half hour explaining what I've already explained um, it, it, it was a lot it was a lot of mid stuff on this show um, another another low point was um was Chad Gable and Bronson Reed? I I would have really expected mm-hmm. um Bronson Reed to do some better stuff coming out of um coming out of elimination chamber because it did take um four people to eliminate him from the chamber. Even though I was so pissed that he was eliminated first because it caused my elimination. I'm gonna I'm
0: gonna talk to you about the preview points came out fair.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it, but folks, it completely screwed my chances of winning that game because I had Bronson Reed winning the United States Championship in in the chamber, um, and and then uh, the only the only real high point that I had, and I, I know it sounds like I'm being so picky, um, but was um, was Edge and uh, Austin Terrier for the U.S. title. I um I I did enjoy that. And then of of course the the um um you know the bloodline stuff as I talked about earlier. Other other than that, um I have to ask, you know, what's being done to elevate WrestleMania in terms of importance? Um because I got. I gotta tell you, I'm not. I'm not seeing it. Yes, we have. Um, we have some, uh, really cool marquee matches set up, but in terms of the build, um, I feel like. I feel like we're going into stall mode, and I don't mm-hmm. like that. Um. So before I talk too much. Let me pause and take a sip of my Mountain and do while, while Elio gives you his eye to Elio, what you got?
0: So, for high points, I've got that uh, Sammy Zane uh, opening segment. Um, I also have Oscar uh, Koenig Cross and the Miz and Seth, no, Miss and Seth Rollins and the, the Edge and Austin Theory matches. Low points, I do have Bronson Reed and Chad Gable. And a uh, challenge to Brock Lesnar for WrestleMania, plus
1: oh, oh yeah, that was the, that was the whole point. I forgot plus, about plus
0: plus plus the Ding Dong Hello segment, which I love that I love the talk show, but this one was just like because the original plan was for Trish Stratus to be the guest on Ding Dong Hello, but she left uh, before that segment, so they changed uh, plans, but. Uh, She's, well, gonna not, involved, she's gonna be involved. She's gonna be involved, like in a storyline, like down the road. though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I heard she left because they changed plans.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, which you know, I I would have been pissed off if I just showed up at the arena only to find out that they didn't need me all of a sudden. But you know, it, I mean, it's true. Stratus, for fuck's sake.
0: Yeah, but, but I mean, they're gonna. Uh there's still plans to use them in the storyline down the road so i mean I
1: what are they waiting for we got four weeks till wrestlemania now we, you know if they're gonna do something with it it better be Cha up
0: like maybe like uh well the championships is next week right tag team championships i can see something happening uh leading to a six woman tag matchup mania
1: well, then, and that would be cool, you know, something involving um her and Lita is, is not something I would ever turn down.
0: Yep. So, that's only totally got for, like, high points and low points. Uh, so, yeah, so that does it for many it
1: Yeah, so a lot of the same stuff. And, and the only, the only reason why I forgot to mention the, um, excuse me, um. I'm allergic to the talking about the Sprague Lesnar versus Um Umas possibility, which is the only reason why I neglected to mention it. I, I figured if I, right. um, I figured if I forgot to mention it, maybe uh, WWE would conveniently forget that they teased it. Um, <laughs> you know that is that is just awful.
0: It and, is. Um,
1: you know. <sighs> This, this 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 is one thing that just drives me absolutely fucking nuts. And I'm I'm gonna be very honest with you. Not that not that I'm ever not honest with you folks, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be brutally honest with you here. I don't know why Omas is employed. Let a, let I mean, I have my complaints with Drive Lesnar nowadays because I, I feel like every single one of his matches is the same. But you can't argue with Brock Lesnar's, um, you know, accolades and his, his background. I mean, Brock Lesnar is as legit as you can possibly get, okay? And if you are going to put him in the ring with this clown, Omosi, and I'm, I'm not I'm not talking about clown as a, as in a human being. I don't know I don't know the man behind the character. I'm talking I'm talking about the 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 wrestler and what I see on TV. Let's make that very clear, okay? But if you're gonna put Brock Lesnar in the ring with with this guy at WrestleMania, I don't know who would approve of that. Well, I know who would approve of that, but I, I would, I would like to think that somebody would, would, um, would veto a certain seventy-seven-year-old that we don't want in the creative chair ever again. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just, who thinks that this is a good idea? I mean, I mean, Grant, I do. I want to see this match. LAO, I-, I-, I know you like being a troll, but not live on our show, goddammit, <laughs> please. I'm sorry I had to. I mean after that
0: of uh, whole list I came up with, oh that was beautiful. Okay, now I'm trying to go on.
1: But but you know, I just I don't get it. yeah you know yeah. because to me and and I feel like WrestleMania has gotten away from this in, um in recent years. To me, WrestleMania should be reserved for the best of the best. Um, and Omas, God bless him, I don't know him. He could be the most delightful person ever. Um, but as a wrestler, he is not up to WrestleMania snuff. Uh, he's not. And he is nowhere near the level of a Brock Lesnar. And you know, you have guys that are so much better than than him that could give Brock Lesnar such a better match. And, you know, it's just I don't get it. And and the last and the last thing I would want any Brock Lesnar match to be is a bathroom break match. I got to tell you, yep. if Brian Lesnar goes in and faces Omas at WrestleMania, I'm taking a bathroom break, a very extended bathroom break, followed by a snack break. And, and then I'm going to purposely forget a drink and go get one. <laughs> and then since I'm going to be hanging out with my nephew, I'm going to make sure that he has what he needs. And then I might pack a snack bag for my niece and send it home to her. <laughs> just, just to make sure that I miss every single second of an Omos match at WrestleMania. Just, no, no. It'll give me nightmares. So moving on to um, get Elio and his take on NXT. And Elio, when, when we get there, I have a very specific question. Regarding something i heard about on nxt because god knows i didn't watch it so that's why okay, I, don't you,
0: you. I was gonna say i know don't watch it but okay all right so high points and um i'm sorry to have to do this but i gave it to trick williams ilia dragon and only because of ilia dragon off thank you thank you thank you <laughs> because if you because if you watch the match trick williams kept looking for the camera the whole match he kept looking for the camera it's like
1: stop oh god you know it's funny i i remember specifically um at after nxt was over folks i i read the review to see what was going on for which I'm sorry which one this one this episode yeah, yeah oh, okay. for this episode all right and and the the reviewer and i understand that everybody has a different opinion but this guy seemed to like trek williams and and Ooh, i'm not <laughs> And it's more power to you if you enjoy what he does and, and all of that. I'm I'm not knocking it whatsoever, but it's just like I don't see it. I I really don't.
0: No, nope. nope. we've been seeing it uh, every week on Wrestling POV. We always we just don't get it with Trick Williams. He's trying. He he's playing a wrestler. He's not acting like one. He's pretending to be one. Exactly. It's like starting, like he makes it all about him when he should be, when it's all about Carmelo Hayes.
1: Well, that that's exactly how I feel as well.
0: Another one I gave in um, was a Schism and Chase U. It was not a bad match. Uh, um, Duke Hudson walking out around Chase U. Good, I'm, I don't have a problem with that because Duke Hudson and Andre Chase are two completely different personalities, like Duke Hudson does not
1: fit in with that sort of group. Um No, no, I don't think so. From from the limited exposure that I've had, I don't think so either.
0: Like he just walked out, he told uh, Andre Chase that he Andre Chase needs to let thea Hill grow up. Um what? Thea Hale is entertaining,
1: okay? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, well first first of all, um Thea Hale needs Valium, okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ten years to say that. Shut your ass. <laughs> Why are you is man. which he why, up and down. Why, why are you concerned with the mechanisms of my ass?
0: <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll t- tell you that uh, story behind there. I'll tell you that
1: story off there
0: about uh, where can came from.
1: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> okay, but um, I don't want to hear this now. I'm kind of scared. That but, but, so that was my high point, no low
0: points. Okay, this is kind of weird because next week, I think next week, no, no, sorry, it's at Roadblock, which I think is next week, um, they're going to have Mako challenge in Roxanne Perez for the NXT Women's Championship. But this was weird because this week they showed segments with Mako Sanmura training Roxanne Perez in preparation for the match. Why? this makes no sense that's like that's like if uh, you and i were having a match and i was training you in preparation like why yeah that doesn't
1: make a lot of sense
0: <laughs> so um another one i had was indy Harwell and jc jane was my little He hughes and Von wagner now nxt is supposed to build stars right and like and uh, so. NXT, like, rest- and wrestlers in NXT, like, are are uh, there to, like, uh, improve their in-ring skills, right? Yeah. I don't think Von Wagner is even trying to improve. Like, I just don't see anything with this guy.
1: Yeah, well, I don't either.
0: And uh, another one, um, I don't know if you've seen this one, uh, Stevie Turner.
1: No, I have not oh,
0: this is terrible. She has this gimmick where she's like a live streamer. oh no, we' like, and um, she does she did this like stupid q and a uh session, and then um they they come to Vic Joseph was going to ask her another question, she's like, okay, you no, know, that's all I had time for now. The stream has ended I'm like oh. Oh God! So I, I don't like this one. This uh, and, character.
1: And with that terrifying thought in mind, um, we'll be right back, folks. To finish the hunt, us down.
0: Okay, but you had a question about NXT, so we'll get to that uh,
1: in the next segment. Absolutely. So, Elio, um, I, I did have I did have one question about NXT, even though I fully confess I I did not watch it and had no interest in watching it. Why in the hell, and yes, I am pounding my desk in frustration as I ask you this why in the hell is Jinder Mahal challenging for the NXT title in the main event of this episode? You know what?
0: I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with him losing to Braun Breaker. He should not be losing to Braun Breaker. I want anyone to take that title off of him. Anyone. Like, that's why anyone that he's in the ring with defending the title against i'm going for that person because i want anyone but him as an H D champion because i'm done with braun Breaker. he's what? another one that just like goes in there's no program with anyone he moves on from one challenger to another and that's it what
1: and, and- uh, okay, I'm I'm about to blow a gasket live on the air, folks, oh, no. so just be prepared. I might curse at my co-host for the first time ever. Oh, no. Usually I curse in frustration, but I might curse at my co-host for oh, the no. first time ever. LAO, sir, I need you to understand, sir, what you just said was positively asinine. You Why? Just, let me explain. Oh, I could strangle my co-host. <laughs> I, I, could, I, could, I, could re- I could reach across the border and strangle my co-host. You just insinuated on our show, which which I hold in high esteem, I worked my ass off to build the credibility of our brand, and you just insinuated that Jinder Mahal should be NXT champion. I said, what? I said, anyone
0: that challenges Braun Breaker, I want anyone
1: to take the title off of him, but not Jinder Mahal. This let me let me save your ass here. This is perfect. You you explain to me the meaning of of that of that of that phrase you used on me before, before the commercial. Allow me to. Turning around on you relatively quickly, Elio, shut your ass! Because this is this is the most asinine argument in the history. Of you this know time. what? You're
0: muted. That's it. This <laughs> gentlemen, <laughs> my co-host, has been muted. That's it. He's the unmutable. I've I've decided. It. That's it. Hey, go ahead. You
1: have to mute yourself, sir. Very good, um, but uh, I mean, no, I,
0: no, not necessarily Jinder Mahal. But I'm saying, like, because uh, because I didn't really care for this match. This was my low point, actually.
1: I'm well, sure. okay, you you partially redeemed yourself, um, but, um, but my, you know, it's like no, it's like
0: my my point is. I don't care, I don't care who Braun Baker is in the ring with. I mean, but as long as someone else gets the championship off him, it doesn't even, I don't even care that it's not Jinder Mahal, it's just someone else.
1: Yeah, um, you know, but it's just for me, I, for me, it's like Jinder Mahal is one of the most boring wrestlers I've ever seen in my entire life.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, like I was surprised when they actually made him WWE champion. Like, why would they make him champion?
1: Well, i I can answer. I can answer that question actually. The reason why they made him WWE champion in two thousand seventeen for a solid chunk of time is because um, they they were really pushing, um, trying to do business in India.
0: Oh, okay, all right, yeah, and and they
1: needed. they needed an Indian guy to kind of be the face of that push.
0: I would have like Kali. No, I'm joking. Uh, no, shut my ass. Exactly.
1: <laughs> um, even, even though that's a disturbing uh, image of, of some uh, anatomy that I don't want to imagine. Um, but you know, it's just Jinder Mahal is not is not that guy, and especially um. With him being used so sparingly, um, him being put in a uh, championship situation uh, with no build whatsoever is just odd. And you know, I I, never... because
0: there is no, there's never any build with Braun Breaker's opponents. He moves one person to another. Like there's, that's why you can never put have any solid storyline with him because well, he that... just goes there and beats people every week. It's like.
1: Well, that's because Bra- that's not necessarily braun breaker's fault. um you know, I think I think the issue with Braun breaker specifically pertaining to uh, nXt is that he's hit his ceiling and that he needs to be called up to the main roster. Yeah. there's really, there's really nothing else of consequence that- okay, Well,
0: if 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 you, if you were to put him on the main roster, who would you put him in the program with?
1: Ooh, that's a that's a good question because
0: we were actually talking about this uh last night on the show like uh who would he be in a program with because uh like you know the way, he, the, the way they're booking him on nac like i said he moves from one
1: challenge to another he never has any one well, solid program. I honestly i would i would put him in a very competitive competitive feud i would not have him roll over people necessarily i would put him in a very competitive feud with someone like proxon Reed, oh, okay
0: all right that's a, yeah that sounds like a good idea yeah, actually it sounds like a good question for next week yeah because uh we only right now we have one that can transition from raw to smackdown uh for next week so if we need a second post that could be another one
1: yeah all right that would, that would be very interesting
0: so i am done with the nxt high point low points um you get know, to move on to aew dynamite with ben Ben, what do you have
1: this was a very strange episode <laughs> yeah and for the rest of this episode um at least until you get to the fun stuff Strange is going to be a recurring word, especially on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> what well, exactly? So just be be prepared because I think I think you'll understand why and where we're going with this. Um, but as Elio said, let's get started with Dynamite and uh, see what you think as we go along. Um. So, high point wise. High point of high points was actually Orange Cassidy versus Wheeler Utah. I loved this match. I
0: have this in my high point. Yep. This
1: was this was the best match I may have ever seen out of Orange Cassidy on AEW. Uh, I mean, look, I have, I have uh, gone on record as saying that I cannot stand. Orange Cassie G's gimmick. And that is still the truth. Um, I can't stand it. I can't stand the fact that he carries his title in a backpack. I don't like that. I just, I don't understand the kicks. I don't understand the, you know, the low impact, no impact punches. I don't understand the in the pockets thing. I know that shows off incredible, um, Athleticism, but it just. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna
0: tell you something. The one thing I like about Roman Reigns Paul Heyman carries one championship. Roman Reigns wears the other championship because any other champion, like Kevin Nash used to drag the title down by his uh, side walking out to the ring. Yeah. Other people have, like, just like uh, Eminem used to wear their tag team championships.
1: Yeah, and sling them as if they were, like, yeah. Elongations of their dicks,
0: yeah. So, that's, so that's, that, that's why I like Roman Reigns because he actually wears the title around his waist,
1: yeah. And, and you know, he's actually made the titles prestigious. Whereas, what titles in uh in AEW outside of the world title are made to seem prestigious? Mm-hmm. Um, but having said that, Orange, Orange Cassidy, um, has in the past. Proven to me that he is a very credible uh, wrestler, so I don't criticize him from that perspective anymore. And this match was awesome, and uh, shout out to We or Yuta as well. So outside of some of the comedy spots, I really enjoyed this. Okay. Um, and then uh, so that was the, that was the absolute high point. Um, and then I did not like the, um, the, the back and forth between Starks and Jericho. I'm just kind of no. done with that. He did then
0: the, the Chris Jericho said he made absolutely no sense because the two him say, "Wiki Starks will never get a rematch. Yet in the same sentence, he says, we're not done. This is done when Chris Jericho says it's done. That makes no sense.
1: Yeah, you know, he contradicted himself yeah. on that one, yes. Um and then Lee Moriarty and Big Bill versus the acclaimed. I have one question for you. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Can we stop and Just call him Morrissey and that's it, or we yeah, I just that's it. I don't I don't understand what's going on here. Now now I will say Christian Cage and his beating the shit out of Jungle Boy was a high point. I did okay. appreciate that. All right. Um, I like the emotion that they're going with with Wardlow versus Joe, making it about Wardlow's father and the personal aspect of that. I do. And Wardlow is telling that very well. And Wardlow is growing on me. All right. Um, uh, Soraya versus Sky Blue was one of the worst women's matches oh, I've okay. ever seen. Um Have you, did, you, did you
0: the name that uh Tony Storm and Saray are,
1: are giving their team? No, what is it?
0: The freelancers. What? The freelancers.
1: B- Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, but but look. Look. In in all fairness now look and uh, I I I mean this in all sincerity. I'm not I'm not trying to be a bad I'm not trying to be a smart ass or an asshole. I I was extremely happy for Sabrina when she was able to come back from the forced retirement. Yeah, I really I I really was. I I think it, I think it is incredibly sad. When somebody has to walk away from something they love because of something that is outside of their control and something that is as scary as a broken neck, mm-hmm. um, you know. So, so just from a human being perspective, I was extremely happy. Now, um, the you could you could say what you want about the match that she had with with Britt Baker, you know, being a little sketchy, but th- once again. She was out for seven years, and so you can kind of get a pass from that. And then she hasn't wrestled much since, and now she's in the ring with Sky Blue. Um, This match was absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. I I don't, like, I don't know how this match makes the airwaves on on national TV you know, it's just what the hell? Now now you might say, well, Ben, it was it was three minutes and thirty-five seconds, it couldn't have been that bad. Yeah, it was bad. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my counter argument was why why was it on the show at all? That's three minutes and thirty-five seconds that like, could have gone to somebody else. That's three minutes and thirty-five seconds that could have been used to build uh, AEW Revolution, which hasn't got, gotten shit in terms of build. I mean, w- where's the build, folks? Th- th- see, th- look, I, I'm, I'm ge- I'm getting, I'm get, I'm getting very frustrated with with wrestle with wrestling, um, in general right now because. On one hand, it's a very exciting time. You know, we're able to come on here. We have tons of tons of content to talk about. I'm able to hang out with a, um, one of my best friends um, very frequently for very long shows. And that's all good. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm excited about WrestleMania season. And we got AEW Revolution and our Ring of Honor sh- show coming up. And you know, but but you know, we're we're stalling. That's the that's the key word here. And it's strange to me. And and I'm gonna give you a couple more examples within within Dynamite here, and then we're gonna I'm even gonna talk about Rampage a little bit because I found something weird about Rampage, even though I didn't watch it, but I I watched a certain aspect of it and it's just odd um it's just what are we doing like this is the most critical point of the wrestling year arguably more critical for AEW and you're probably like what what the hell is WrestleMania season now going to be more critical for AEW well I say that because AEW has four pay-per-views a year um, and and, um, and uh, WWE has 12 pay-per-views a year, folks. More if you count the NXT specials um, that they do. You know, so th- th- they really have to get their shit together. And I cannot believe that this is where we are with AEW Revolution, when they had three months since full gear to build this shit.
0: I have the card in front of me. There's like seven matches.
1: Um, and and we're gonna go over that in in depth on on Tuesday. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to that free show because we're gonna bring the fire and the intensity on that show too. Um, but it's it's just like, what are we doing here? I I don't like the. The segment with MJF and Daniel O'Brien was awesome. But like, like, that was a high point for me. I have a question about that.
0: Yeah. When MJF came out, okay. Right. Did you notice uh, something with his ear? No. I don't know, because it seemed like the camera was, maybe it's just me, but the camera seemed like it was focused on its ear. I was like, what's going on? like he was like look it had a weird shape to it
1: i i don't know maybe he's developing cauliflower here i don't know i mean yeah if you if you go up and watch and you and um take a look i think you'll see what i'm
0: talking about but i used to say it looked really odd and he the, the spray tan on this guy's hands <laughs> Did you notice how orange they were
1: uh well i i know that every week it's <laughs> just I, yeah, I mean, no, I'm
0: that's what I say. Notice the spray tan of
1: this guy. It's I mean, amazing. his his spray tan is very Trump esque. Yeah, right. Um, but, but speaking of low points, ladies and gentlemen, and, and i trust me, MJF and Brian Danielson could talk on the mic, could wrestle, do whatever, and I'm gonna be a happy, happy man. So that's gonna have some very pleasant hangover <laughs> effects. Um, mm-hmm. but nothing. And I repeat, nothing could save anyone from the pain and suffering of this AEW Tag Team Battle Royal to determine the next team that would qualify for the Fatal Four Way for for the um you know for the uh, tag team titles at, at Revolution. I, or at least I think that's what it is. I thought, I thought it was going to be the, um, bill, you're fucking missing. what, what? That wasn't me. <laughs> Excuse me. Am I missing something? Um, I think Elliot was having audio issues. No, some
0: stupid, some video started playing like what happened with you on that site.
1: Oh, but um, you know, it, but it's just um, you know, I thought I thought the pay-per-view match was gonna be the claim versus the Guns. That was my impression. But I get, I guess they're doing some uh, either another match or they changed the the tag team. I thought it was
0: very weird having Jeff Jarrett to win.
1: Apparently they're gonna challenge for the tag team titles at Revo- at um, Revolution. Talking about Jeff Jarrett and uh, Jay Lethal because Jeff Jarrett won this tag team battle royal. So now I'm all confused. Like what the fuck? But did you know? Did you notice that later on the show the Gun Club uh,
0: walked up to Jarrett and Lethal and Jarrett just completely ignored them.
1: Yeah, I just I don't look. I understand, you know, where Jared's value lies from a backstage perspective. But I don't, for the life of me, why is he still in the ring? Why is he on a pay-per-view when the entire time they've been building the Acclaim versus the Guns and now it's going to be a Fatal 4-Way, and the, the last slot was was apparently determined on, on Rampage last night, which I didn't see in its entirety. But it's just this particular match absolutely sucked. And, and then speaking of some, speaking of suckage, and I hate to put the term suckage and Adam Cole's name in the same sentence. But this drives me fucking nuts. Remember how I said that the three minutes and 35 seconds spent with the women's match could have been better served? Well, the time that, that Tony Khan gave to Adam Cole to announce this new reality show.
0: Oh, my God. I do for, really need
1: this. For, well, the answer is no.
0: Exactly.
1: And, and, and folks, I'm just... And, and I want to get Elio's take on this too, and I'm 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 gonna show up in just a just a minute because we're almost to the to the main event. So I'm gonna give Elio the floor for a little while because I gotta get a sip and I gotta get another drink. So I'm actually gonna take my headphones off in just a minute so I don't hyperventilate. But this this is the kind of shit that makes my head wanna pop off like a bottle of cork. I, <laughs> what? I mean, th- this is just. Why are we doing this? First of all, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is a little Ben Pierce background for you. I hate reality TV with a passion I can't no I. to describe. <laughs> it could be wrestling. It could, it could be, you know, it could be tattoos. It now, could hold, be- on,
0: hold on, hold on.
1: Whatever wait. it is, I hate it.
0: Wait, 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 come on. Legends House wasn't bad.
1: I never saw Legends House.
0: Oh, I, I, I found it enjoyable.
1: But apparently, apparently, something I do know about Legends House is that it, it, when it finally aired, the footage was so old, it was like, I, apparently it was filmed on us like two years before it aired. Yeah. That was weird. Um, But it's like, Okay, but back to back to this uh, reality TV announcement. Okay, first first of all, personally, I don't care, folks. I don't care. And from what I understand, this is going to be like a behind the behind the uh, scenes kind of thing. We don't care. And and and. Well, there's that, and I'm I'm not gonna say that again because I feel like I'm repeating myself. But correct me if I'm wrong, Elio, and I promise I'm not being a smart ass, even though it sounds like I'm being one. It, isn't that the entire point of being the elite? yeah, that's a isn't that's a behind the scenes uh, reality show. I mean, what what is this gonna accomplish? Because I gotta, I gotta tell you, this is another Cody and Brandy Rhodes. Look at us, we just had a baby, or so adorable kind of thing, you know. Which all credit to them. I'm not insulting their kid of all things, but it's just nobody gives a shit. shit. You know, I I've seen so many shills on social media say this is such a unique opportunity for AEW. What no, the what? fuck? Is, what the fuck is unique about reality TV in 2023? What Nothing. The, we've seen reality TV since what 1999.
0: Something like that. Is like, it like 90, is it? Is wasn't Survivor, Survivor? Wasn't that thing the big one?
1: Or like ninety-five when the real world debuted, or some shit? Or, big, I'm sorry, Big Brother you know, ninety-three. I think it was ninety-three when the real world debuted. But in two thousand three, reality TV is not relevant. It you know no I don't care. And you have Adam Cole of all people. Who's been out for six months with devastating concussion-related issues? Yeah, you, you have Adam Cole announced this shit. like what? Yeah, I Adam Cole of all people is going to be featured on this show. You couldn't have Renee um announce this. I mean, even this is this is way below Renee Piquette level. I can assure you no disrespect to Renee I mean she deserves much better than this and and, and the other thing folks Tony Khan and, and look I don't mean to be an asshole here but I'm, I'm, let's call a spade a spade. did he not look high as fuck Did <laughs> <laughs> you just became
0: Tony's new best friend <laughs> and I'm, about, I'm not talking about Khan either <laughs>
1: Well, you know, hello, Tony (laughs) Diaz, but I I want you, uh, Tony, I'm talking directly to you. The the next time that I do a guest appearance on Wrestling POV, I want to have a conversation about Tony Khan, because the fact that this man goes on national television (laughs) looking the way he looks This is not about shaming anybody or whatever, but you cannot tell me that this man doesn't do drugs. (laughs) That's why he's in the book. You you already
0: know what we have listed as Tony Khan's eyes. I mean, no, 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 and that's not that. It's fucks wrong with Tony Khan's eyes. (laughs)
1: Everything. Well, I'll tell you what's wrong with it. (laughs) drugs. Jeez. I mean, if you say it's cut, ca- it's caffeine. Bullshit. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, Tony, Tony and I can have a very interesting conversation about Tony Cads. Damn. But oh. holy shit, he he should not be on TV if he's gonna look like that. Holy no. <laughs> you fuck. Know, I mean and it, it's funny. The last time I saw him on TV prior to this was when um, the Jaguars clinched a playoff spot, and he actually looked perfectly decent. Oh wow! Um, you know, but he didn't look decent that night. Holy fuck! And speaking of something that wasn't decent at all, mm-hmm. and, and pardon me for for you know e- embracing my assholeish wrestling fan nature on this edition you know, of. The Dynamite Review, Elio, but I'm just being honest. John Moxley versus Evil Uno was the main event of Dynamite. This is bad. What the fuck was this? And let me tell
0: you something. I'm really getting sick of John Moxley bleeding every single
1: week. Thank you. Thank you. That's number one. Number two. Have you ever seen a guy bleed so obviously on so many consecutive occasions? Consecutive oh. occasions. I mean it's it's getting as bad as it's John Cena calling spots okay. in the ring. In fact, you know how you know how
0: bad you know how tired sick and tired we are of him bleeding every week? He made the book last night.
1: Well, and justifiably so.
0: So we called it John Moxley no Moxley's period.
1: <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> love that. Holy crap. That should be the title of this show, for fuck's sake. I know, I know That's I doable. I, know, I, know, I don't know if we should do that, but I'm I'm, I'm very tempted to do that. We can do whatever we want, it's our show. But can, it's just.
0: You um, don't like it too bad. Holy
1: fuck. That is, that is just. Too funny. We might, we might have to do that, folks. I'm I'm sorry. We might have, I mean, we might have to take a page out of two and a half men's book and use the use a line that's actually used in the show and use that as the title. Because that that's just too funny to me. Holy shit. But you know, aside from the blood, which is bad enough because it's just it's just absolutely disgusting. Nope. Um why the fuck is Evil Uno main eventing Dynamite? I mean, no, yeah, disres- no disrespect to the man. I have no problem with Evil Uno, and I know he's aligned with Adam Page, and he and Adam Page clearly has a long-standing problem with 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 uh, John Moxley, and they have this Texas d- Death Match at revolution i get it but it's just like this is what you put in the main event of your show hey all right? and then and then you know dave melzer hosts these fan awards and, and i i emphasize fan awards so i'm not even well i'm not even blaming dave melzer for this but it's like John Mosley's voted the the wrestler of the year for this and like at one point I did too but like John Moxley's getting on my on my nerves right I agree like he he really is yep. like it, it's just like enough to know like it, it almost makes me want to puke when I see him in the rain now it's just it you know it's I understand what, what pro wrestling is, but Jesus Christ, you have to bleed like a stuck pig every fucking time. And
0: you know what? I can't believe I'm actually agreeing with uh Bully Ray, but he said the exact same thing. Uh, Moxley bleeding every week is becoming so commonplace.
1: Yeah, well and, and I read the I read the same comments from Bully Ray and and listen, and listen to me, folks. I take, I take everything on a case by case basis, and 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 everything. I try not to lump somebody into a category just because of you know one or two things. But bully Ray is exactly right. Yeah, it, John Mosley is is becoming very difficult to swallow because of um, because of this excessive blood issue. Yep. Um, and uh, and much like I, much like I want to take a break after a John Oshley bleeding fest, our um our virtual producer is urging us to take a quick break before we move on to our SmackDown review. So we'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned.
0: And right, now we're going to move on to SmackDown. A very weird episode of SmackDown. Like um.
1: I second that, by the way, folks
0: okay so when i was watching this okay last night i start i was like sitting down in my chair watching it like i was at my desk watching this yeah Then I just like okay i'm gonna just like lay down a bit you know and everyone just like watch this show i literally fell asleep at what point in the show
1: do you remember
0: i don't recall but i like um i it must have been after the uh opening match because i did see him versus braun Strowman, Rick Shane, moss so i think it was a little shortly after that because this whole match this whole show was just weird and yeah. that, that that's uh, really the only high point i can I can give you, because the rest of it, LA Knight Kofi Kingston, when I was sitting there watching this, I literally said, this is what they're doing to LA Knight, having him lose to Kofi Kingston.
1: Yeah, I um, I completely disagree with that. That was, um, and, and on top of that, folks, listen, listen, listen to this. That match between LA Knight and Kofi Kingston, that match went 16 minutes. So on top of the, excuse me, I'm I'm allergic to WWE's bullshit with this booking of this match. <clears throat> um, I uh, this match went 16 minutes, folks. Wow, wow. Uh, on on top of LA Knight losing this match, now, um, understand something. I am, I understand. Kofi Kingston is who he is. His his legacy is already forged, you know. He's 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 bulletproof um, to a certain degree, in my opinion. I get it. Um, but let, let's let's break this down. Um, L.A. Knight was involved in a feud with Bray Wyatt,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and. Despite how Bray Wyatt has fallen since his return, um, you know the the fact of the matter is that when he did return and started feuding with L.A. Knight, he was the hottest thing in the company, um, n- and not associated with Bloodline. Um, and uh, God, how how far the great do fall, um, but. But the point, the point being, even I, I mentioned this months ago. Um, my buddy Jeff was saying, you know, LA Knight is outshining, um, is outshining Bray in this, in this feud. And and then they had that nightmarish, um, Mountain Dew pitch black match at the Royal Rumble, where you know if you look at it from a different angle, he. Uh, Bray Wyatt completely missed, um, or I'm sorry, not Bray Wyatt, but Uncle Howdy, whoever is under that mask, completely missed Um, L.A. Knight. And, uh, you know, even after, you could clearly see L.A. Knight scooting into position for him to hit, get hit properly with the dive. He missed him by several inches. And it was only covered on TV by an explosion, um, you know. So this this whole presentation of Bray Wyatt has been absolutely tedious um, at best, and and quite frankly, um, bad or confu- or absolutely confusing um, to say the very least. And and we'll get more into Bray Wyatt as we get later. On is a show, but my entire point for bringing this up is LA Knight was arguably the driving force behind that feud and what was keeping it uh, entertaining, uh, for me at least. And now they're doing this to him. Why? And look, I don't have a problem with Kofi Kingston, but to, to me... If you say who needs to win more, Kofi Kingston or LA Knight, based on what they're doing, the answer is LA Knight all night long. Yeah, I see so, you did there. It, yeah. Thank you. You were paying attention. You weren't asleep at the switch. I appreciate that. Um, but, you know, it, so some of this um, show, including that decision, um, was just very baffling. Um and I don't I don't get it. And I think that's why I'm getting the impression that we're starting to stall on the road to WrestleMania. And I really don't want that. At all. Nope. Um I just I'm having trouble staying invested on anything outside of the borderline and see anything. And, and that's little, that's challenging for me.
0: Another the point: I have Shannon Beasley from Natalia, and the the Firefly funhouse was really strange this week.
1: Um. Well, okay, couple couple of different things. First, let's go back to uh, Natalia and Shannon Beasley. might might I ask you, Elio? Um. What the fuck was Tegan Knox doing out there with with Natalia? No, uh, uh, right.
0: And did you catch what Rhonda said when she ran in? Uh, Rhonda's twenty eighteen Enoch's. "Who is that?"
2: <laughs> what?
1: Well, it's just, uh, and I, I bet you, as bad as that, sa- as bad as that sounded for Rhonda to say that, I bet you half the audience in the arena was like, "Who the fuck is that?"
0: Um, Wait, because they didn't explain to you. She just uh, made her made roster debut
1: without any like bills. Well, you know, and that's just another issue with uh, with the women's division. But it's just like, what you know, and I'm, I'm asking you that seriously. Um, have Natalia and Tegan Knox had anything to do with each other, and I just missed it? Nope. Or 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 was that a completely random pairing for no that was that, that, race? that was
0: that was random because they have never had any
1: attraction um, at all so that was that was really freaking weird but yep. the the only positive that I can think of to come out of that match was the fact that Shane and Bessler won that thing and hopefully we can we can start rebuilding um, Shane and Bisler especially if they want. Um, Sheena and Ronda to win the tag team titles from Dakota and um IO at WrestleMania. Um see I'd
0: rather see Sheena Baszler versus Ronda Rousey.
1: Yeah, but and I would too, but apparently uh Shayna, or I'm sorry, Ronda has requested to go on a tag team title run with Shana. Okay.
2: sure
0: fine.
1: Yeah. So you know, it's just this episode of SmackDown wasn't making a lot of sense. Did you have no, anything else?
0: No, nothing else. Uh, the face, face would be in Charlotte. Uh, okay, whatever. You know what? I see. I see, I see a talk show segment in the future. Lessons from the Big House with XCon Dom. Um, can, can, okay. <laughs>
1: Okay, let's let's talk now, now. Hold on a second, because there's positives and negatives. First, of all, okay, forget forget Charlotte for a minute. Let's talk about Dominant, and then we'll we'll delve into Charlotte for, for and re, and, Rhea Ripley and and WrestleMania implications.
0: Are you Santos Santino's face this week?
1: Um. Well, yeah. yeah. Well What did he? He pretty much turned face last last week in that uh, in that uh, WWE.com exclusive. But um but anyway okay. Now I'm I'm getting frustrated again and my blood pressure is gonna boil here. Okay. Um because on one hand this dynamic between Xcon boy toy Dom, and and mommy, uh, Rhea Ripley, is hilarious. Their 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 segments together have been hilarious. You know, they crashed Thanksgiving and Christmas for the Mysterios. They crashed uh, Valentine's Day for for Angie and Ray, and then proceeded to go on their own Valentine's Day date and terrorized the waiter, and then Rhea had to pay um for, for Dom as well. And, and you know that's all funny. And like their their dynamic is is great. And I, I absolutely love it. And I think I think Dom is playing his role perfectly. I and and you know you can say what you want about Dom from an in-ring perspective. And that's a very and that is a very valid criticism. Extremely, you have no argument for me. Um, I hear a lot of people saying that he should have been on NXT in a feud with Santos Escobar over the Cruiserweight Championship when that was the thing and build up a long term storyline considering the history with um, with Ray and the Cruiserweight title both in WCW and WWE, that would have been great. And then we could see that circling back around now with the whole um, Santos and Rey thing. They chose not to go that route. But regardless of anything, um, I think from a wrestling perspective, Don would have really benefited from a run in NXT. That being said, for the role that Don has been given now, he is Killing it, yep. From the comedic aspect of it, um, and I don't want to hear that Dom hasn't paid his dues to be in that spot because I will always say, since um, since Seth Rollins and and um, Rhea's real poppy buddy Buddy Matthews, formerly Buddy Murphy, just. Knock the shit out of out of Dom with kendo sticks. That that kid earned his stripes when he was wearing all those scars after the fact. I mean, they beat the dog shit out of this kid. If you don't, I mean, if you missed that or don't remember that segment, I urge you to go back and watch that on YouTube and tell me that that kid didn't earn respect or a modicum of. Of, you know, earning something that night because holy fuck!
0: I have a question, Ray Mysterio. What's that? Would you hit
1: Dominic already? What are you waiting for? Well, yes, and, and, and that's what, I, th- and that's what I want. And that we're gonna get into that because that's that's another aspect I want to break down, um, as as we get further into this. Um, the other so from. From the whole Dom and Rhea thing, that is hilarious, and I do, um, and I do think that they're moving toward Dom versus Ray at WrestleMania. And yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that match. I, I really am. I I think if they do it right, I think it could be fantastic. Um, but where I have a problem. Um, is the fact that Dom got in the ring with Charlotte on SmackDown. I didn't like that at all. I'm not saying Dom did a bad job in the promo because he didn't. For what he was given, he did a very good job. But I have an issue with Dom being in there with with Charlotte at all when it was billed as a face-to-face with Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte's yep. going in my closet because she doesn't want to hear about Charlotte and Flair. I don't blame you, buddy. Hi. Go, you know, go sleep on my backpack for a few minutes. Um, I don't blame you at all. Um, But, you know, but the, the whole thing is, you know, we're really running out of time on the road to WrestleMania here, and we got to get some build with Charlotte and Rhea. And you build this as a face to face between the two of them, and they didn't say shit to each other, and mm-hmm. they were only in the ring together for 30 seconds, if that, and they didn't say anything. And it was, you know, the and did anything about that promo make you excited for a potential WrestleMania match? Because yeah. if you recall when um when Rhea made the announcement that she wanted to face Charlotte. Um, you know, I said, you know, I'd rather see Oscar versus Rhea because we've already seen Charlotte versus Rhea and I didn't want to see that again. Um but, you know, she she gave all this reasoning as to why she wanted to face Charlotte. And I'm like, Oh, you know, well, if we if we have to see it at least Rhea's in a better position to, to maybe win the title.
0: Gosh, I would have rather seen uh, Rhea face Bianca Belair. Because it makes sense.
1: Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but it's just like, oh my god, you know? And and, and this promo was more about Andrade's dick. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: His what, um, be bad uh, what
1: his, his enchilada <laughs> than the fucking women's championship. You know, I I don't care about Andrade's dick <laughs> or or how thick his accent is, which is another universal. Why are you
0: giving yourself bad
1: nightmares and mm-hmm. uh, and in the process doing the same to me? You know, but no, but but in the process of doing that, I'm making a point. Yeah, no, I get it, I get it. That's not the, like, we don't need that. This, you know, this is WrestleMania season. This is the time to get serious, not make dick jokes. This, 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 is, yeah. not D, this is not DX talking about choking the chicken in 2006 in a, in a promo against Vince. Or coming in at Raw thirty with with four rubber chickens talking <laughs> about on the wall. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is this is WrestleMania season and uh you know prestigious title match and and furthermore, I I was even reading folks I swear to I swear to God I could just I I could I could just kill Charlotte Flair and uh-huh. and this is. And, and this is what really pisses me off about Charlotte Flair, I, it, where I just, much like her dad, I, I just want her to shut the fuck up. Because once, once again, she is lobbying for her and Rhea to main event one of the nights of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck! Well, first of all, if anyone's surprised by that, you're dumb as fuck because she's a flair Of course, she's gonna lobby for herself. Maybe, um,
0: maybe the second last, but not the main event.
1: No, no. There's no. There's nothing about about the build or about that actual match that warrants it being the main event. Did they main event WrestleMania thirty six? Uh. Uh, no, I don't think they No,
0: did. so why why would they do that this year? But
1: but the, the, the point being, right, Charlotte always has to be the golden child. Like, I, I've said this tons of times. You know, Charlotte is very good in the ring. I don't think she always has to be the golden child because she's a flair. Um, I understand the significance of the name and the significance of what her father brought to the ring. I understand how good Charlotte is, but it, it's just like why? Why does she believe that she's entitled to everything? And it, and every time she speaks, it's like the only response she has to criticism is, "Well, if you're not aiming to be in the main event, you shouldn't be in this business." Well, no shit. But you know, it's not it's not all about you. That's the point, Charlotte. You know, we have we have storylines that are bigger than you. Oh, and by the way, you were gone for seven months. Um, and when you came back, you won the title in in like 20 seconds. Um, and if that's not the definition of entitlement and everything that the fans have said about you for fucking years. Despite the fact that I've always admitted how good you are, and Elio can back me up on this, I have never knocked your in-ring talent. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand this, woman. So let me break this down for you, folks. The main events of WrestleMania the Night One and Two. Here, here they are, in my opinion. You put Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against the Usos night one. Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes main event night two. Why? Because the Bloodline and Sami Zayn are the biggest storyline you've had in a decade
0: and a half. So is uh, Roman only defending one title? So far. Okay, so what if he defends both, like, then what? I I don't I don't know. No, because you said the main event for night one, the Russo so and so and Zayn. But if Roman ends up defending both, wouldn't he be in the main event of both nights?
1: Well, that's that's a problem WWE's got to figure out. Yeah. But if I'm if I'm WWE, I'm putting I'm putting Zayn in at least one main event. And to me, it, would, it doesn't make sense to put him. In a triple threat match because that takes eyes off Cody, which is the last thing that they want to do.
0: Yep. No, I don't like triple threat matches when there's a championship.
1: No, I I don't either. Um, and I, I've always said that. Um, you know, but it's just like Charlotte, please. Yep. Like just please. But aside from any of any of that, my biggest problem is. The biggest thing that I took from from that promo was was you know the dick jokes, not the not the fact of the importance of the women's championship. And when it's WrestleMania season, it's time to get serious. Yep. You know. So. But what el- What else do you got?
0: No, that's about it. Uh, this show was not good at all.
1: No, it, no, it really. Do you know how
0: bad this show was? How bad was I this mean, show? I believe uh, I, mean, I gave it a C. Tony gave it a C minus. Clay gave it a D plus.
1: <laughs> I'm 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 with Clay on that one. I I really am. This show was just bad. Like uh, no, mm.
0: no. Uh-huh. So that's yeah. all we. That's all we've got for the week in wrestling. Absolutely. We're going to get on to the front. So Ben, I have a mini Shinsuke Nakamura trivia for you. Shoot. All right. So let me just pull up the questions here. And when I say mini trivia, there's four questions, especially like the end of the one that we did last week. So here we go, okay. question question number one. And these are actual questions. They're like questions that you'll be like, really? Yeah. Number one. The Kinshasa is also the capital of what country? DR Congo, Japan, Mali, or Switzerland?
1: Um I'm gonna say Japan.
0: I uh, actually the answer is DR Congo.
2: Okay.
0: Which legendary Japanese wrestler did Shinsuke just face, Great Muda, Tatsumi Fujinami, Evil, or Tajiri? Um,
1: Grey Muda. Great Muda. Er, Muda, yeah.
0: Who did Nakamura eliminate to win the 2018 Royal Rumble? Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn.
1: Um, I think it was AJ Styles.
0: Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah okay and the last question which Beach Boys song is also a Nakamura move Kokomo good vibrations surfing USA or Barbara Ann Kokomo Nope. good vibrations oh shit all right well, that, that, is...
1: that would make sense because of the guitar okay
0: all right so that is it for the uh Shinsuke Nakamura Shavia and now Ben's favorite segment oh wait yeah. no 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 we have one more thing before that we have the tournament that we just started last week yeah. the greatest Factions tournament the round one is done very good and let me pull up my TikTok because I'm I may need your help here on uh one or two matches
1: oh you need me to break some ties
0: yeah, yeah, you might have to. Let me just check the one check. All right. Um. So the first match we had was Eminem versus D generation X. Now, who did you have winning this? Like I have X. to ask, but the DX got one hundred percent of the votes. Next, we had the great the New Day versus the Brood, and who did you have?
1: um i'm gonna say the brood
0: the brood won with 67 percent okay then we had the bloodline versus the shield who do you have honestly the bloodline the bloodline won with 67 percent and the final match this is the one that you're gonna have to break the tie because both teams got 50% each. Nation of Domination versus the NWO.
1: Oh man, you know, just because of, you know, my personal appreciation for this group, I have a soft spot for them, uh, Nation of Domination. Nation of Domination,
0: all right. So let me just pull up the brackets here and uh, make the adjustments to to the tournament here, so let's take a look. So Eminem and DX. I'm just gonna make uh, another, say, uh, another column. So we have DX moving on, and we have the brood moving on. So Ben, the next, the next round match has. Degeneration X versus the Brood. And on the other side, we will have the Bloodline versus the Nation of Domination. Oh, man. Now, the winner of Degeneration X versus the Brood faces the White family. The winner of the Bloodline versus the Nation of Domination faces the Ministry of Darkness.
1: Oh. Oh, I, I love I love this tournament boys and girls I love this shit this is so much fun so
0: uh I'm gonna make the I'm gonna make the um I'm gonna make the the matches for this i put them up on TikTok um should we give it till Tuesday or should we give it till next week next Saturday
1: given given the next Saturday since Tuesday will just be the pay-per-view prediction show all right we can do that and then all the- uh, and of, of course we'll cover Raw on Tuesday as well
0: all right then, it will
1: just be pay-per-view stuff
0: the next Saturday I'll have the results for these matches and we'll have the night ne- the following the next uh, matches leading up to the finals I cannot wait to see who wins with this tournament I am so excited all right so now that we have that one done well you know what before we move on to wrestling roulette
1: i think we should want the commercial absolutely
0: god so, damn our virtual
1: producer we're on a roll here god damn <laughs> so we will be right back all right it's time
0: for wrestling roulette ben's favorite segment and i play 21 tracks 10 seconds and ben has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to ben are you ready for your first one yes sir First of all, let me uh, pull up the, the score here so I can keep track of the themes. And here we go with your first one. That is Alundra Blaze.
1: Yeah, there's no way I would've got that.
0: All right, track number two, are you ready?
1: Yeah. Spread <clears throat> Heart. No, it's hard.
0: Spread the Hitman Heart. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. It's pretty hard. I just had to do that. All right. So you are on the board with one. All right. Back number three. Here we go.
1: just a shot in the dark the ascension no it is
0: not jimmy hart that is terrible that is mike awesome's wcw theme
1: oh my god that's awful (laughs) right holy crap Uh, okay here we go track four The whole effing show. Rob Van Dam.
0: Rob Van Dam. All right. Track number five. Here we
1: go. Uh, I am completely mystified. Pass.
0: That is Madcap Moss. Can we please call him Riddick Moss already?
1: Well, I'm hoping. Speaking of SmackDown, I'm hoping that this supposed heel turn will lead to the disintegration of Bad Cat Moss.
0: I really hope so because I'm well, there's no need to keep going on with that name. Yeah. Alright, you track number six.
1: Oh my god, I'm not doing well here. Um, I'm gonna have to pass. That is King Woods. Jesus, fuck, <laughs> right?
0: All right. Here we go, track seven.
1: Oh. I'm hoping this is the precursor to the biggest comeback in PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast history because I have no fucking clue. That is Layla. Oh my god, beautiful woman, but terrible. uh, And so so, I'm sorry, sorry, but that was
0: Jim Johnston.
1: Well, Jim Johnston was having an off day when he made that song. Yeah. So here we go, track uh, eight.
0: i'm sorry i can't give it to you i I have psycho sid in here yeah it is we 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 know (laughs) i'm joking i know i know okay but i have to say that see that opening clip i just played was literally 10 seconds yeah that's funny all right here we go. That's track eight, track nine. Here we go. Do you smell what the rock is
2: cooking?
1: Do you smell the rock? The
0: rock, yes. That is off of the W.F. Aggression CD when they went all rap. All right, ready for number ten yeah so far you're on the board with four track ten you go uh
1: baron corbin
0: no it's not it is king corbin
1: same thing (laughs) you know what
0: outside of that take away that intro this is still a good theme because it's his lone wolf theme only they added that intro there for his king yeah. corbin
1: okay Wait, right. do i do i get that one
0: yeah i get that one tv you have you're on the board in five
1: okay
0: there you track 11. Batista. Batista, yes. All right, you go track twelve. Pass. That is me, the Masked
1: Sorry, buddy. I know you're a legend, but there's no way I would have got that.
0: All right, track thirteen, here we go.
2: I the lady to mess with.
1: Victoria.
0: Victoria. I'm sorry, that's a terrible thing.
1: Uh yeah. I agree.
0: Again, Chim what are you thinking?
1: Exactly.
0: Alright, so you have seven. Here we go, track number fourteen.
1: I have no clue. Really? Did you hear the did you hear that though? Uh no, not really. Can you play it again? Let me replay it for you. Can you hear these uh songs? Yeah, but I didn't really hear that one. Can you play that one? Oh, is that off that rap shit again? Yeah.
2: yeah,
1: that's the okay. That's the worst Vince McMahon theme I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <That's like that. laughs>
0: you know what? You know what's even worse? I have this CD. I think I showed you, didn't I?
1: Well, he, I mean, I don't blame you for having the CD. I mean, that's a cool piece of history. But yeah,
0: see, oh, geez. I don't know, but I'm saying, like, a lot of these uh, were pretty bad. Like, there were the one or two good ones, but none of them weren't that great or that memorable.
1: I thought Reckless yeah, Intent was pretty good.
0: That, that, yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, oh, so yes, that's uh, track 19, here we go, track 20. No, sorry, track 15, my bad. That was uh, track 14, 15, here we go.
1: That is Tyler Bate. Uh, oh my God, where's that kid at?
0: Oh, he, he's back. He uh, he returned last week. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, no, he's back.
1: Okay, very good.
0: I believe. Uh, oh wow, I, wonder, I I think they've uh, thrown him into a feud with uh, Carmelo Hayes. Well, that's
1: good. Yeah. That's good. That's good for him.
0: All right. So here we go. Uh track sixteen.
1: Cool. Uh the Godwins? Maybe. No,
0: it is not. Rest in peace, Tracy Smothers. That was Freddie
1: Joe Floyd. Yeah, no way I would have got that. Holy fuck.
0: <laughs> Do you remember that character?
1: No, I, I mean, I know who Tracy Smothers is. No,
0: but do you remember the character, Freddie Joe Floyd? It was no. around nine,
1: 1996. No. Okay. I, I, only know, I only know Smothers from ECW. Okay.
0: Well, yeah, he uh, played uh, the Freddie Joe Floyd cowboy gimmick in uh, 96. All right, here we go. Your next one.
1: Ultimate Warrior.
0: Ultimate Warrior. Okay, quick nerd story. When I when I was still in school, like back in like the nineties, I yeah. decided to take a. I decided to jump on my bike and ride up to see my my mom at work. So yeah. What did I do? I grabbed the fluorescent shoelaces, tied them around my arms, and pretend I was the Ultimate Warrior. And I rode to the up to the store with the uh, <laughs> with the tassels on my arms. Oh dear. <laughs> the shoelaces and uh, the Warriors Chassol. Oh that's that's classic. <laughs> but I was like, what are you wearing? I was like, what? <laughs> like uh, I'm like, don't worry about what I'm wearing. <laughs> and then this with the one guy that worked in the prudence section that, that I was good friends with, he was into wrestling so he knew right away you know, like what I was doing. That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Tracks uh, 18.
1: Undertaker.
0: Undertaker, yes. That's actually is a speech from Raw um, Rumble 94 after being buried by Yokosuna.
1: That's awesome. <laughs>
0: all right track 19.
1: um, i'll tell you what the um the video leading up to that match was much better than the actual match
0: yeah the match but i i love how 94 and 95 both had story year-long story arcs
1: yeah that was pretty cool all
0: right here we go track 19. Hurt Henry. No, it's not, Mister Perfect. I'm choking. It's Kurt Henig <laughs> All right, uh, so you have sixteen. All right, you will track twenty. Are you ready? Yeah.
1: I'm gonna kick myself, but I uh, I can't place it.
0: That is the radicals.
1: Oh <laughs> Jesus! I'm I
0: am so sorry, Eddie. Oh my God. Okay, Ben. This is your last one. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Track twenty one.
1: So we don't know. That is Drew Gulak. Well, how would I
0: know? He's never on TV. All right. Well, except for recently, because now they've paired him up with Charlie Dempsey.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that I mean, that's good for him. And, uh, you know, between that and William Regal, he should be in good shape. Yep.
0: All right. Now... <laughs> So if you, I see this doesn't count I'm gonna throw a bonus one here and see what what shows up next
1: are you ready cool yes sir <laughs> That as a faction that needs to be in a ditch somewhere are they I mean they- <laughs> With, I'm not talking about the people. Believe me, I, but it's just without swerve, they are just ruralist yep. I feel terrible for them because they, mean they were cooking when they had swerve. It's, oh my god, this version is uh, physically painful.
0: All right, so that was wrestling uh, roulette. Uh, ben, you got. We had 21 tracks. You got a score of 16.
1: So I I did rebound pretty good because I started off rocky.
0: Now, before uh, we head out, I do have the question, and the fantasy match for next week. What's that? So the question that we have for next week is, let me just pull this up. The question comes from Josh Sanders. Is the Bloodline story going to go down as the greatest story ever told in WWE history?
1: Um, I don't think history. Um... I would, I I would say modern history. I would, I would, I would say in the last, um... I would say easily within the last twenty years, okay. I would say I would say the greatest story overall would be uh, McMahon versus Austin.
0: Oh, okay, hey, yeah, that that that, one, um, that one's classic.
1: Just because I didn't, I honestly think that's what put an icon on the map.
0: Well, there's all, um, there, there. There's a lot. There's Austin McMahon, uh, Rockin' Stone Cold, Rockin' Triple H.
1: There's, there, I mean, there's Undertaker, Kane. I mean, that yep. was straight up biblical. Uh, you know, there's, you know, there's Bret Hart. You know, versus the the entire USA. I mean, yep. you know, it's, so it's hard to say of all time with anything. Um, but honestly. I would th- I would easily give it up the last twenty years. Like this is honestly, Josh, if, you, if you're listening to us, I, I don't know if you listen to the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I know I know you listen to POV, but if if you by by some chance hear this, um, honestly, Josh, that's a very good question, and um, like the way that the Bloodline storyline is being told, I absolutely love it because even. Even now, with it being unfolded so far as it has, I don't know how it's gonna end. And like this is this shit is cinematic. And you know, I've said this so many times on the podcast, you know, Elio and I uh, individ both individually and collectively have been watching wrestling for so long where we can we can typically, um, figure out where a storyline is going to go. It's very hard to throw us off the trail of um, where especially a major storyline is going to go. Um, But I can honestly tell you, I don't know what the end game is for this. There are so many different twists and turns that they could still potentially go with. Um, I know where I want it to go, but I'm, I'm just, I'm so invested in this ride that I think when it finally does end, I think I could potentially be as emotional as I was when Undertaker lost the streak. And that's, that's tough to say because I, I legitimately shed a tear.
0: Alright, and um did you get the fantasy match uh, that we have for next week? I don't think I
1: did, no.
0: Here we go. This was set up by my by me last night.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Kurt Angle versus Walter. <laughs> His name is Walter, God, for goddamn sake. Holy <laughs> God. It's not good.
0: <laughs> jesus god all right so before we go um you can find the pc percussionist podcast on itunes spotify i have radio and amazon music google podcasts and stitcher radio and with myself and my host ben pierce and you can also find myself the gentleman Elio Canella every Saturday I'm Wrestling POV along with Tony Diaz and Clay Cummings the Fifty Dollar Man along with sometimes our occasional guest, the original Pierce Ben.
1: Yes, and Adam, I know you're older than me. I know you know, I know you had to shave your because you had so many gray hairs because of the stress being caused right now by Chelsea Green. You know, she's the latest Lauren in your side and Charlotte Flair before her. But, you know, brother, you got nothing on me, Brent. I'm sorry. And, All right. T- Tony can back me up on this. Because Tony still wants me to whoop your ass. <laughs> All right. So
0: that is it for us on, for another week of the PCP Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, say good night to the fans.
1: Good night to the fans, and uh, thanks for hanging out. And we'll be right back on Tuesday um, for our AEW Revolution uh, prediction show. And my God, I hope that revs up because you know this—they're going into this pay-per-view ice cold. I mean, they're colder than the than when the Titanic hit the iceberg, folks. Uh, this is this is physically painful. Um, So try to hang on until Tuesday, and we'll get you a red-hot prediction show. Until then, we'll see you next time.